0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What the Frick podcast. Today, I am joined by what I guess is a friend of mine for a long
1: time now. Wow, just a friend.
0: You sound like Chris. <laughs> yeah, just a friend. Um, so this is Kendall. We actually met in seventh grade. I think I was in seventh. So I was in sixth grade. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, because you're a year older. Yeah, I always forget that. But we actually met because we both did competitive cheerleading together and basically our moms became friends and we were forced into being friends. Is that right?
1: Yeah, basically forced. Um, I think we each had our own friend group, but since our mom were friends, they like made us go to dinner together and it was a very uncomfortable dinner because neither of us wanted to be there. We wanted to be with our other cheer friends. And our moms just kept forcing us together. And I guess eventually it worked. I don't know. We'll I, see. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's been like 10 years. <laughs> 10 plus.
0: I think the other issue is that we're both very quiet, not social people. So you put two people in a room like that's probably not going to go well. Yeah. So we'll see how this podcast goes. I think that's goes. why it works now,
1: though, because like we know we need our space, yeah. but we like are outgoing when we want to be. I don't know. yeah like i walked into your house today and no <laughs> one
0: said anything to me i just came upstairs no one greeted me i just walked i up. yelled up <laughs> okay. okay i said well, come on up <laughs> it's fine but anyways that is how me and kendall met this is also her dog this is aspie aspie say hi oh what a star
1: <laughs> she's adorable <laughs>
0: So anyways, me and Kendall both grew up in Chicago, and we both now live in Arizona. Like I said before, I'm a trendsetter, and everyone follows
1: me down to the great state of Arizona. I don't know about that. I mean, when I moved here, you were not living here, so... For like a year. Yeah, but I moved here on my own, <laughs> without <laughs> okay, <but> you. <laughs> because I'm because a trendsetter. Um, I guess. My parents moved here first, so I kind of followed them. Well, then they followed me. Yeah, sure. (laughs) That's how I like to think of it. But anyways, so
0: we're both from Chicago. And basically, when college came around, Kendall made a very interesting decision (laughs) to go to the University of Alabama. Roll Tide. (laughs) And I don't know. I kind of want to just... I think right now, Bama Rush especially is very prominent, and we'll get into that, but I'm just curious why you chose that school in general, and I know from
1: Chicago, it was like a six-hour drive. How far was it? I think it was like six to eight hours. I can't really remember, because we we made it like a two-day trip by stopping in Nashville when we drove, but basically, I'm a very stubborn independent person so when it came to choosing colleges um I knew one girl from cheer that went to Alabama and it looked like fun when I saw all of her pictures on Instagram so I was like I want to go there so my mom and I visited during spring break I think my junior year and um, we visited her And she was a cheerleader. Uh, I had no plans of being a cheerleader in college, but she was. So she kind of showed us around. And I was like, this school is beautiful. Like, I need to come here. The weather is great. I always was trying to get out of the Chicago weather. And so I basically decided that day, like, I'm going here. And my parents tried to get me to apply to a bunch of other schools. And it was just set on only applying to Alabama.
0: So you initially based this off
1: Instagram? I would say. (laughs) Like maybe most people nowadays. Yes.
0: What a great way to pick your school.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But they ended up making me also apply to Indiana and Iowa. And I I got into them. But I was like, no, I'm I'm going to Alabama.
0: So you went to Alabama. And I know you didn't decide to cheer. Great choice. I think we did enough of that. But you did decide to rush a sorority. And I kind of want to get into that because I also rushed a sorority but I know it's very different in Alabama is one of the top tier craziest psycho schools when it comes to sorority and fraternity so I know it, this would probably be like a 17-hour podcast if we only talked about that but just get into I guess the initial process of what it was like rushing at Alabama.
1: Yeah so coming from the north as people in Alabama would say they're very north and south. Um, I didn't know too much about it because I didn't really know anyone else besides the one girl so she um, told me a little bit and uh, my mom had of course posted on Facebook and was like oh um, how should um, Kendall go about rushing Alabama and asked for um, letters of recommendation because that's a very popular thing in the south um, to get recommendation letters for each sorority so I tried to find each sorority that was going to be there. I believe at the time there was, like, 14. I could be wrong, but that sounds about right. And so I had to get um, a letter for each house. And then um, Rush was, like, it started early August. So I was the first one of my friends to go to college and for Rush. And I had, like, I just knew I wanted to because I wanted to be part of something since I was going so far away. But... Um, I had no idea what to expect really getting rushed, like getting outfits and all of that. They kind of send you a little PowerPoint of what to expect and the type of outfits you might want. Um, so there's the like first two days I think were called ice water tea at the time. I like, feel like I blocked a lot of this out of my what memory. What kind of name <laughs> is that? Ice water tea? I know. And like they <laughs> literally give you ice water like okay. in tea. Um, I feel like I blocked a lot of this out because it was just trauma. My, yeah. <laughs> My first week of college, being home like being alone and stepping into rush, like that was a lot. But for ice water tea days, I think they gave us like T shirts and then we had to wear like shorts or a skirt with it. And then after that was like when you made your first choices and then like got dropped from some houses and immediately I feel like you can tell going into certain houses which ones are very southern and only want girls from the south and then which ones are like more willing to take other girls so um there was one like southern house I really liked but I didn't move on I think after the first or the second round I think just because I was from the north which is really interesting but I was just like open-minded and like go with the flow with it as I am with like a lot of things it was very stressful but I wasn't too like sh- worried about which house I was gonna get I was like we'll see what happens so there's the ice water teas and then there was philanthropy was next so then I still had a good amount of houses for that one I feel like that's where I was like trying to see like which houses I really liked and then there was one I always liked more because I did kind of know a girl in it from my cousin. It was her friend, um, so that kind of helped, um, just like feeling comfortable going into the house. So that house ended up being the house I got. But when it came down to pref round, I think I had three houses, which is normal for pref. That's like the amount you want to have, um, and two of them I liked and one I didn't like. So I obviously put my top one as the house I got, and then the other house I was like kind of debating between. And then the other house I really didn't want, but it's called suicide bid if you don't put that house. So I still put them as my third, but I didn't want to be in that house. I just didn't like the vibe. (laughs) Um, Ended up getting in the house I wanted and bid day was crazy and a lot of fun. But
0: you mentioned like a pamphlet PowerPoint thing about like what to wear. Do you feel like that was true? Because at my school they gave us that and I felt like they like really made it a lot more casual because I actually followed that. And then when I got there, like, girls were wearing much fancier, like, more higher-end things, and I felt like the school literally gave me a disadvantage by, like, not telling me the truth.
1: Yeah, I don't remember too much, but I I think it was very basic. Um, My mom's always very into shopping and fashion, so she, like, helped a lot with outfits, but I think still the way people dress in the South, which I can get into more later, um is very different than the north they're all about like as you see, seen on tiktok like their OOTDs, like they have all the jewelry like fancy outfits and just from the midwest i feel like everyone's more simple and you don't wear as much jewelry so i felt like my outfits were just a little more simple i think they were still like on the right track but they were just more simple than some of the southern girls i don't know yeah is the
0: process similar to I'm trying to like I obviously only went through it at my school Mm -hmm. but was it like you walk in people are singing and like you walk in you know they give you water usually then you have to like talk to three or four different girls in a very smooth sophisticated order
1: yeah you get put in like this really large group based off of your last name and there's the Rokais obviously um but going into the houses yeah you get lined up by your last name and they do the big song and dance and they're very very loud very crazy um they're kind of funny to watch like just because you're like wow this is a lot but it's kind of entertaining and then yeah going in you definitely talk to at least like two to three girls i think and as you see like on tiktok it is like kind of weird because you're like oh my gosh they have so much in common with me like how weird but clearly it's all planned out beforehand and you have no idea when you're talking to them you're like wow they're from the midwest too oh my gosh and then but it's all actually planned um but yeah it's very routine and like you're like doing a dance kind of like going through it which is very interesting Did you feel like you had a positive rush experience or
0: a negative rush experience? I know for some people, it's either like all rainbows and, you know, flowers. And some people literally want to just cry in a corner. I felt like my experience was a mix of both. But at a school like Alabama, I feel like it would be like one way or another. And on TikTok, you're usually just seeing the people who are showcasing you know like their jewels and their outfits and saying how much they love it but I feel like no one really talks about the harder parts of it
1: yeah I think I overall had a positive experience I think it was very stressful and overwhelming I think rush is just that way especially when there's so many houses and so many people but I think since I went into it very open-minded like I didn't go into it like I need this house um it made it not as, like, heartbreaking if I didn't get a house. There definitely were. It definitely was harder as the week went on when you, like, kind of had your heart set, like, oh, I really like this house, why didn't they ask me back? And feeling that, but I think overall it was positive because I did really like the house I got into, and since I wasn't so stressed going into it, I think it's all about the mindset going in. Did you have any experiences of,
0: like, dirty rushing?
1: I don't know if that's as prevalent
0: at Alabama, but I know... And it's, it's a thing where I went to school with people kind of promising bids or telling you straight up like you're going to be in that house. And that's like very illegal when it comes to like sorority recruitment.
1: Yeah, I feel like I did and I didn't. There was one house that, that I liked a lot. It was probably the middle of the week, um, like sisterhood round or something like that. And I thought I had a great conversation with the girl. I felt like we connected really well. And she's like, oh, yeah, I really want to see you back tomorrow. So I was like, OK, cool. Like they're going to ask me back and that house didn't ask me back, so I feel like those are kind of instances of, like, the dirty rushing, where they're, like, I promise you, promising you something, and you're not getting it, and then I did have it, too, with, um, like, with Pref Round, I feel like most of the houses kind of teeter on that, like, oh, yeah, we want to see you tomorrow, like, the house I didn't like, um, they're like, yeah, I really want to see you on our lawn tomorrow, like, we'll, we'll see you there, and I was like, i don't want to be there but things but they definitely like word it that way like i want to see you there and it makes it feel very promising
0: interesting i feel like some girls just don't know that they're saying it or doing it but like i remember it was just like like literally screwed into our heads if you say any kind of phrase or word that is like a promise or an affirmation that you want this person like the house will be, like, going to, like, sor- like sorority jail or something. And it, it was always so scary that – because girls would just ask, like,
1: well, are you going to pick me? And it's, like, you can't say no and you can't say yes. But, yeah, it's very awkward. I, just, I was just, like, yeah, I hope – like, you know, just keeping it very basic. But – because I didn't want to promise too much and, like, get – picked for that house but also I didn't want to get in trouble on my end because they like kind of like you said screw it into your heads like when you're in your pledge class group like don't say anything that you don't want to promise or don't mean and it's like very stressful like I don't know what would you have done if the house you
0: got was like your third choice like the house you really didn't want like do you think you would have still done it or would you just have dropped and not gone to bid day
1: I definitely would have been very disappointed But I think I would have followed through at least with bid day and given it like a month I'm sure my parents would have never let me just drop that day Um, because they know that I like am very stubborn But I think I would have tried it for a month. Who knows what would happen? It's more just I didn't see my like see myself with those type of girls My roommate ended up being in that house, but I wasn't really close with her. So I feel My vibe wasn't in that house. I definitely would have given it a try, but I don't know if I would have stuck with it
0: well, good for you because I I suicide rushed because the other, I only had two houses on prev and the other house I was like, absolutely not. And I literally said I'd rather not be in a sorority than be in that house. So <laughs> luckily for me, it worked out. It's also weird that they call it suicide rushing. I feel like that's a terrible term, that, yeah, especially it- for mental health. Like you should not be calling it that. <laughs> I mean, I kind of get why they... Are. I mean it's like are you gonna kill yourself if you don't get that house that's what they make it seem like it's kind of a terrible yeah, term they
1: literally tell you if you do this like you probably won't get a house and they make you feel like it's the worst choice you could ever make and it's very very stressful um also with that I feel I am very glad I got the house that I picked for my top because the second house after being in the sorority for a year I realized that was not my vibe at all either. I liked them a lot during Rush because they seemed very, like, chill and laid-back. And as I said, I'm pretty, like, chill and laid-back person. But um, then I found out just from, like, my friends in my current sorority who were from the South, they knew, like, that house is like, a super party house and, like, they, like, do a lot of drugs and all of that. And I was like, this is not my vibe because I just like to, you know, go out, have a good time with my friends but not be super crazy. So I think the house you get is what is meant to be most of the time so I think that's why just being open and experiencing it helps but yeah yeah they
0: told me the same thing too like my RC counselor I forget what it's called I think that's what it's called like the person that helps you kind of decide if you're gonna stay or not was like you should not suicide rush like you're not gonna get it and I was like I don't care (laughs) and it was funny because the sorority I got into ended up telling our class that they had so many people suicide rush them that they couldn't say no like they were so happy that like all these girls like only wanted that house that they like felt flattered so in a way I think it worked out and had I put that other house down I may not have gotten in because they would have just like had like too big of numbers i think my pledge class that year was like over 120 and that's kind of unheard for at least for my school it's usually like around 100
1: mm. yeah i mean that is crazy i feel like that's why just everything works out how it's supposed to but it could have yeah like you said it could have been you suicide bid and then got in the second house and then you're super unhappy my house is also super big i think it was around 121 to 50 but that's pretty normal for Bama rush to have bigger cl- pledge classes um i'm sure we'll talk about this later but when i switched to indiana the pledge class was like 50 girls which is very small coming from the alabama sorority house
0: but yeah the houses there are immaculate like you see them on like youtube and like tiktok and compared i think it's more of like a southern thing like a lot of schools in the south have really nice houses but i think alabama really prides themselves on like literally having like million dollar mansions so like comp- I know you probably saw other houses too during rush but like did you feel like your house like were people ever basing their decisions on what the house looked like or oh, was that just kind of a like factor because I know it for us like people would be like oh I don't want that house like I don't like the way it looks and I'm like that's a terrible way to go about picking a sorority yeah, so
1: when I rushed they were in the middle of upgrading a lot of the houses so some were older and then some were the brand new houses that you still see now um so people who one maybe didn't know a lot about the sororities they definitely based it off the houses like wow this house is gorgeous like I want to live here um my house was like one of the older ones it's now upgraded but like even those were still gorgeous like they were multi-level um had like the beautiful foyers with the pianos and the chandeliers and all of that. Like, um, they're very gorgeous. There was a big thing about old row versus new row. Um, and the people with old row, those are a lot of the houses that did accept more of the Southern girls, um, because they've been there for a long time and like old row, like they're very stuck in their older ways, um and want to keep things the same. And then New Row were like the newer houses um newer being they haven't been on campus as long and they were more open to taking a variety of people all right
0: so talk about that a little bit more because I know the south is very particular but that was just not a thing at my school even though it was in the southwest it was not the south at all so could you just tell walking into certain houses like from the minute you started speaking like what they treat you differently because they immediately knew you were not from the South, you didn't have the accent, or was it, like, they still kind of had to be nice to you, or, like, how
1: did you differentiate that? They definitely still had to be nice to you, you know, the Southern kindness, kill you with kindness sort of thing. Um, I feel like it's – you don't know when you're in the house, really. It's more of, like, the whispers of, like, oh, this house is an old row house, and then you kind of know, like, okay, they only, like – accept a lot of girls from the South but I didn't really even know too much about it until after I was already in my sorority just because I did make a lot of friends from Alabama so they knew way more about it than me and they still do like I'm very like clueless to a lot of it honestly I was just like I'm here living my best life um, I'll get go where I go but they they're the houses that have been there for a while are definitely known for it and I don't think are gonna change i why do you think they're like that? Like, why do they? It
0: almost sounds like segregation in a way. Yeah. <laughs> like almost like I don't, I don't. It's not obviously not the same as racism, but it's like why do they only want people from a certain region of the country?
1: That's a great question. I can't answer. I think it has to do with like the old money. Like, oh, you're from the South. You have the old money. You you fit the Southern belle lifestyle. Like you, you're gonna fit in here. I think they just want to keep it that way. But I honestly have no idea. Just people being terrible people? (laughs) I guess so. I don't know.
0: Was it a thing ever, is that my school was kind of prominent, like, it was not promised that just because you went through rush, you were going to get a sorority. So, like, how many girls rushed versus did not actually get in, if you remember?
1: I don't know the numbers, but that definitely is a big possibility. Um, They're also really big on, like, GPA there, so the reason my roommate she got dropped from like every house the first round except for the one because of her GPA um so GPA is a big factor to like easily get dropped and then um so I think that's how they make the biggest cuts and then I think after that it's just based off of um personality and connections but one of my other good friends she um didn't get a house at all based off of GPA so I don't know the exact numbers but it definitely is a big possibility there because so many girls come and rush yeah i was afraid of that i mean i obviously got into a sorority but i had a
0: friend who rushed our sophomore year and like she didn't get any house just because she was a sophomore and i don't know if that was a thing in alabama like people rushing when they're not a freshman it seems like most sororities only want freshmen for some reason and i was actually in a house that welcomed like sophomores but she still didn't even get into
1: my house so was that also something you saw? Um, I know there were like definitely a few sophomores. I think it was harder for them to get in. Um, I think it's just like the age and the bond thing like everyone's starting out college. I think that's why people kind of go with the freshmen because Alabama rush is at the beginning of the school year. Some schools do it later but there also has like they have a spring rush that's very informal um, and I a lot of sophomores tend to get in then if they still don't have a house, but it's not easy for them for sure. I almost wish I had done Spring Rush. I think it's just so much easier and it is a lot
0: more informal and it takes like only a few days. You don't have to stand outside, do the songs really. You just kind of go in. And my roommate in college did it that way and that's how she got into a sorority, but it's so weird like how it's like it's a numbers game and like depending on how many people drop from the fall classes how many people they're like okay we need to you know roll some new people in here it's like it's very calculated yeah
1: very calculated you're definitely not promised then to get into a house even less and i at alabama at least um it was kind of hard for the fall class and the spring class to like get together because everyone's like oh like they're coming in late like kind of like that judgy of like, oh, why would we want to be friends with them if they didn't make it in the house like the first time sort of thing, which is really mean, but (laughs) that's how it was. So you said that outfits
0: were a big thing, and I know it's even more prominent now with the TikToks. Was it very obvious like who, because I feel like money plays a role, so obviously if you don't have a lot of money, you can't afford certain types of outfits. It seems like a lot of these girls on TikTok have a lot of designer jewelry and even you know dresses and clothes to that such so was it more obvious when you were there like who kind of came maybe more from that money because I almost I know at my school it was like if you don't look a certain way like we're not accepting you
1: I feel like the designer like the straight up like oh I'm wearing Gucci wasn't as much of a thing then as it is now but there's that like southern style for sure that I had no idea about um like they all wear these like certain brand of shoes and they all like the jewelry it's like they all have like the David Yurman bracelets and just so much jewelry and I think that's where it kind of sets you apart like oh they're a southern girl the main reason I didn't like it was for the football games so I don't know if you want to talk about that (laughs) that was
0: actually my next question that's funny because yeah I noticed in the south everyone gets very dressed up for football games whereas at my school everyone is wearing jean shorts and a t-shirt that is literally cut up and shredded and like converse and i think that's a way better way to live you're more free everyone's having fun whereas at alabama people are wearing heels and dresses and like little pins that just that sounds horrible
1: (laughs) yeah i honestly hated it it was kind of fun like for the first game or two like oh i'm getting all dressed up for a football game but you're in alabama it's hot and the pledge like the fraternity pledges are wearing full-on suits to these games and then the girls, yeah, you have to, you wear dresses and heels, um, and I was always looking at my friends at, like, the Midwest schools, like you said, and, like, the jeans and the cute t-shirts, and I was like, I want to swear to that, like, I don't want to get dressed up, um, so I still would, but kind of my cop-out was just, just borrowing some of my friends' um, jerseys and wearing those with, like, shorts and boots, because that was still, like, acceptable, but I was like, this is more low-key, but wearing, like, the dresses, like, my friends would get all dressed up and go to the nines for the football games why is
0: that a thing and it's not just alabama like i think i saw it at oklahoma like clemson like why is the south so extra why can they not just
1: relax i think it's because football is their like life so they want to just dress to the nines for the football games and like show out and also it is like a money thing like oh i'm dressed up for this like i'm looking fancy for this game i think is what it's like but i yeah it's all over in the south they get dressed up
0: are people still getting like super wasted for oh yeah. games i feel yeah. like you, they would but i feel like it would be a lot less fun for me if i'm like wearing heels i'm probably gonna fall down a lot easier than my shredded up converse
1: no it's it's still the same there's still like the the darties is what we called them um and the tailgates tailgating was great there, super fun um yeah you're just dressed up and you get way hotter in a dress and heels at the football game it makes me I would go for like 15 minutes and leave like (laughs) I did not enjoy the games
0: okay well to wrap up the sorority talk because there's still much to get into let's end it with how Rush ends it with bid day I know it's basically for those that don't know it's when you open your card you see what house you get you go to the house they have some sort of party or event or extravaganza and every school does it differently but I know Alabama is very Unique because it's literally like going through hell. So, kind of talk about that and what your bid day was like.
1: Yeah, you would hear it all throughout the week like, bid day is the best day. And honestly, truly was. Like, after that stress of the week and just being so overwhelmed, um, they have you go to the stadium. Um, which is just super cool in itself, the Alabama football stadium. And you sit with your little groups and there's an envelope on the seat and then just like you see on TikTok, they do the countdown, like three, two, one, and you open your envelope and then you see what house you get and like everyone's screaming and it's just super exciting and like all the relief of like all the week is um happening and then they kinda have you go down, um, and you get in your groups of the houses and then they call the houses one by one and you literally run to the house so luckily my house was not too far because <laughs> like some of them are kind of far it's like a long run and you run to your house and all the girls that are already in the sorority are all waiting outside so and there's a bunch of people and there's like I want to say paparazzi but that's not the right word like um pub- like newspapers and all the and like all the fraternity boys are lined up it's like a whole event like so many people Why are, are the there. frats there because it's just like an exciting day, like every, like. Everyone comes to support for bid day. Like, everyone's just excited. So, like, you run up. Someone has your name on a sign. And it ended up being my friend, my cousin's friend. So, I, like, felt comfort, like, kind of knowing her. And they kind of pair you with a girl for the day um, just to show you around the house. And there was a whole, like, buffet and meal and everything set up. Um, a lot of, like, families come. Since I was from the Midwest, my parents didn't come. But, like, they sent me, like, a little gift from the swag store with, like, all the stuff from my house, um, and you get, like, a whole, like, bag full of stuff, like the bid-day jersey, a bunch of t-shirts and koozies and all of that. So it's just, like, very exciting, and it's really throw you into it. So it, like, started with just the buffet where you just, like, kind of eat and, like, mingle and meet some of the girls in your sorority. Um, I ended up meeting my best friend that day um, because my bid day girl was friends with um my best friend's cousin so that's how we ended up meeting and we just ended up there there was like a everyone does it differently so there was a little party that night um for our pledge class which was really fun they like don't make it a sorority sanctioned thing but like everyone kind of goes from your pledge class and then at Bama every sorority does it differently but there is like a retreat called the bid day retreat um and it's either on bid day or like the next day And ours was the next day. Some houses go to like Six Flags or um, to the lake or something like that. We went to like this um, hotel spa retreat the next day, and like that was pretty cool and exciting. So they just like really throw you into everything, which is really cool.
0: I'm surprised that there's families there. That's like the one thing that shocked me. (laughs) I'm like, why? I don't know if I wanted to even see my family.
1: Yeah, it's because like there's a lot of like legacies and stuff, so everyone's just like it's It's a literally a big party that day, just everyone's so excited and happy, so like the families are there if you're from the south and just cheering everyone on, I guess, and the excitement and then they leave for the rest of the events.
0: was yeah. there
1: drinking involved at the the party that night, yeah, but not at the um like retreat, so I think it that's the part that like depends on each house, but yeah it was that's why it wasn't like. A sorority event, but it was like it was like our whole pledge class that went, and it was really fun. It's
0: so interesting how it's done because at our school you don't even go to your house; like you, oh that's weird. You open it in the basketball arena, and then they take you on a bus immediately to a hotel or a retreat of some kind, and that's like your bid day is at. Um, a hotel of some sort or whatever you go to and then you go back to the house after and that's when they tell you every single rule you have to now follow and then that's usually when your bid day buddy will invite you out that night and yeah I mean they're always like there's no drinking but it's like the first thing yeah. people like start telling you about And I'm like wait a minute
1: <laughs> yeah getting all the the rules though is it's a lot of information and you're like, what am I signing up
0: for? Yeah, it's like joining a cult, literally. literally. <laughs> and I think I I was very overwhelmed. And my midday buddy was a big partier and she just like wanted to throw alcohol down my throat. And I was like, I don't want to do this. They definitely
1: like we got on our knees and got some alcohol, but it wasn't like, oh, you have to or else you're kicked out sort of thing. Okay, last question (laughs) about Rush
0: um, or just sorority life in general. Was there any hazing involved in your sorority in particular? And if not, did you hear of other sororities? No,
1: not in the sororities, honestly. Um, It was more just like following the rules. Definitely in the Alabama fraternities, there's a lot of hazing, but that's a whole other story.
0: (laughs) I would have thought there would have been some hazing in Alabama, even for sororities but no
1: no i think they're too worried about keeping their money and keeping the houses (laughs) it's
0: all about the money down there Mm -hmm. all right so it's good to hear you didn't have any extreme hardships going through rush but i know a hardship that you did face was the fact that you went into college with a boyfriend and he did not go to the same school as you so kind of give a brief very brief synopsis on like what happened just in terms of like him going to what school and like you there and then we'll get into the details of it
1: yeah so i started dating my boyfriend um september of my senior year um and he ended up going to indiana University and I went to Alabama so obviously um, that separation was definitely difficult but we had decided um, like the beginning of the summer going to college that we were going to try to uh, stay together.
0: Was there ever a conversation you guys had about trying to go to the same school? Or was it kind of already set in stone that you were going to Bama and he was going to IU?
1: No, because as I said, I was very stubborn. So even though I had gotten into IU, my parents were like trying to push me because they wanted me to go. They're like, well, Eric's going there. Like, you should go there. And I was like, no, like, I'm going to Alabama. It'll be fine. Um, he was originally trying to go to Ohio State, but um, then ended up going to Indiana. So that's just how it worked out. But I was, I was always like, no, I'm going to Alabama.
0: Did you guys have a plan in place in terms of, like, seeing each other, visiting each other, or were you kind of just winging it in terms of, like, I'll see you on, you know, Christmas break and stuff like that?
1: I don't remember if we had a set plan, but as you said, it was, like, a six or eight hour drive. I think the eight hours might have been from Indiana and it was six from Illinois. But he had a car. I did not. He drove, I think, to visit me twice, and then I... flew there maybe once and then I think he flew another time. So I think he visited me more because then I would go back also for breaks and all of that. So we definitely didn't see each other a lot but I think we saw each other at least like once every two months. And were you concerned
0: with the fact that he was also rushing a frat at the time? I know he didn't stay in the frat long term but I think there's a stereotype with you know frat rushing and all that goes into it. So, were you ever worried about the fact that he was trying
1: to be in a fraternity? Not really. I feel like he's very, um, also a very chill guy, and I just didn't see him doing anything like that. I feel like it was since he didn't stay in the frat that obviously we we never dealt with anything like that. But I think it was harder for me, like being in a sorority. It, I was. It was never anything I was worried about with him. Did you have any reservations about going? to a D1 school
0: like Alabama with a boyfriend? Like, were you ever, obviously now things have worked out great because you're married to him, but at the time, were you ever concerned, I'm not going to have a full college experience with a boyfriend who is eight hours away from me? Like, was that ever a thought that crossed your mind?
1: I don't think I was concerned about it. I feel like a lot of other people were. (laughs) I was. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of other people would always bring it up to me, and I would just get annoyed because... At that point, I don't know, I felt like I didn't want to break up with him. So that's what I wanted to do, and he didn't want to break up with me. So I wanted it to work. I personally don't think I really missed out on um, the college (laughs) men there. But, I mean, I guess it it just depends on the person. Some people will say I maybe missed out on having one-night stands or making out with random people, but it was okay for me. I still had a great time um, with my friends. I actually made some of my best friends there. Um, So I think it worked out great. Um, I think that one-year separation was actually the best thing for us since we are married now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of had a similar experience in terms of trying to go to college with the boyfriend, and I obviously went the opposite route of I want the college experience. Um, So I think it kind of just depends on the person. And, I mean, thankfully you guys are married, so everything worked out. I think had you not gotten married, I would have been like, Do you you see what you did? Do you see what you did to yourself? (laughs) But it all worked out.
1: Yeah, I think we were very lucky because we both weren't really – obviously, it was a very hard time, but, like, we weren't really worried about each other in that sense of the way. It was more of just like, oh, we miss each other. But I think we still both went out and did things um, and had a great time. I think it was harder for him probably because I would go out a little more just since I was in the sorority, and guys there aren't the greatest – I definitely had some instances of guys like, you know, just randomly grabbing me or touching me, um, which obviously not my fault, but like, (laughs) it was hard for him to hear those things. Um, I think, but like I said, it worked out. So yeah.
0: Was he concerned, I guess the vice versa uh, with you being in a sorority at a school like Alabama and obviously like the frats are very big there. And like you just said, guys obviously have no control over themselves. Like, was he ever just worried like when you're at these parties and like I know there's a lot of like frat parties people go to like sororities will match up with frats and do like individual events with just them so was that ever something he worried
1: about not that he let me know about like I'm sure he did internally but he never was like oh you can't go to this party sort of thing um he was very supportive of it like even one time I still laugh at this so much I stayed in one night and my roommate went out and my best friend sent um, me and Eric a Snapchat and we both opened it the next morning and it was my roommate making out with this guy but we both couldn't tell who it was in the video and she didn't caption it or anything so I was like that kind of looks like me and Eric also saw it and thought it looked like me so he texts he sent me this the nicest text ever and goes hey babe um I got this video from Maddie and it kind of looked like you like making out with someone like just wanted to check in (laughs) like so nice and I was like that does look like me is that me and I was like but I stayed home like did I go out Like, (laughs) like I don't know I was it was so confusing and then we found out it was my roommate and it was really funny but just the way he was like so nice about it and it was like it wasn't me but he was just like oh just check it in cuz like he did trust me but he's like this looks weird you know it was funny
0: why did your friend send that to Eric i'm just thinking about this now like why would he, like what is the thought i get why she sent it to you but like why would she send it to Eric is like that i would assume if like this would have to do with someone
1: i know so like it's you I think she just thought it was really, f- like, she was obviously drunk and thought it was funny that my roommate was making out with someone at this random party, so I think, because, she- like, I wasn't that close with my roommate, so I think she's like, oh, this is really funny, like, they need to see this, because she was close with um, Eric as well. That's good He didn't get mad. I feel like
0: I would have had a different reaction <laughs> I if I was sent that. <laughs> I know
1: there was like another time at the beginning of being in a sorority where I was more stressed, I think, than he was because it was our first party with a fraternity, um, and you like hear all these things before you go, um, and I heard that they were gonna line us up and then line up the um, like fraternity pledges and they would like do this like signal or something and then if they did it like we had to make out with the guy and I was panicking so much before because I was like I don't want to do this like should I even go and I was like I really want to go but like I'm so scared and none of that happened but like, I was just so scared to go and I just didn't want to break the trust nothing happened what would you have done if it did happen
0: like just screamed
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know i probably just been like I can't do this and like not go I don't know that's just not my personality to do something like that that's not even like consent just letting (laughs) exactly (laughs) I mean the frats don't I think even if I was single I would be scared
0: were there any other situations that happened while because you were there for a year right until you transferred but were there any other situations that happened that were either like a hardship or you were like this would be so much easier if he was just here or I was
1: there? Um, I think the hardest was like date parties because there was a lot of them especially like our freshman year and my like friends would just be like finding random guys to go with and which obviously is very fun for them and since he was so far he couldn't just come for like every date party. Uh, I don't even know if he came for any but luckily since my other friend didn't make it in any sororities I would just have her come along with me and we would still have fun uh, but that was like the hard part just like oh I wish she was here like to go to a date party
0: yeah because there's like formals and stuff like that did you just go with your friend yeah for those?
1: <laughs> yeah just made it a girl's girl's night I mean and normally the dates wouldn't even really work out with my friends so I feel like it just turned into a girl's night anyways but it was one of those like oh I wish she was here like it would be fun did you have any like guy friends that you could have gone with that he would have
0: felt comfortable with or was it just more like this would never work out with a guy because there'd be like
1: an expectation I think if I did have like a good guy friend and like he knew them and trusted them he wouldn't care but I just didn't really at that point I don't think I really tried to make any and yeah so if it was anyone it would have been someone random because I didn't have any good guy friends there I mean, I went with a lot of girls in the beginning, too,
0: because I think it's very overwhelming. and There's a lot of pressure in a sorority to, like, find a date. I think it's even more pressure for, like, the formals where you're, like, really getting super dressed up. But I don't know why they make it such a thing.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And it is, like, you only really meet the guys at the other fraternity parties because a lot of us, I lived in an all-girls dorm. So it wasn't even, like, we had boy neighbors. So if you're going to meet a guy, it's either in class or... At like the parties, so that's kind of crazy. You're an
0: all girl dorm. You didn't know that? No, that sounds horrible. Yeah, (laughs)
1: um, Totweiler R.E.P., it just got ripped down. It was a super old building. Um, and the reason everyone lived there is because it was right off Sorority Row, so all the girls could just walk to their houses. I think in my dorm, it was like every other room was a different
0: gender, so it was very easy to meet people and. I mean, my roommate was hooking up with the guy down the hall. So that's just <laughs> yeah, how it I think,
1: goes. I think guys add a little bit more fun. Like girls have a lot of drama and guys can add some more fun. So I think it would have been fun, but it was like nice because you could just be chilling and like your PJs, no bra and just walk to your like your friend's room and it be super chill. Well,
0: obviously you ended up transferring schools and we'll get into that. But just to finish this topic obviously the hardest part was just being away from him but what would you say was like the other or I guess the number one like hardest thing about that year whether it was something you're now grateful for or not but like just obviously being away from your significant other is awful I've done it but yeah
1: I think also just being away from my family I realized was harder um, than I thought it would be I thought like since I am very stubborn and independent I was like oh I won't care at all but uh, my like my mom's mom did pass away that year so I didn't like get to go back for that because I just didn't have time I had classes and I couldn't go back so just like things like that or just if I wanted to go home on a weekend like I would go to my friend's house who lived in um, Birmingham which is an hour away. but you know it's just not the same as like going to your house or having that easy accessibility I knew my parents would jump on a plane if they needed to but it's still a plane um so, that was a lot harder than I thought it would be.
0: So, what made you decide to transfer? So, after one year at Alabama, you decided to transfer to Indiana, where your boyfriend was, and just, like, walk me through that thought process, and, like, when did you decide you... could you still, like, put in paperwork and applications, so
1: it's kind of a process. Yeah, I think since... I mean, going into college is hard for everyone, I think. It's just a huge adjustment, so... Um, while I still like was making really good friends and having fun, I still I think was missing my boyfriend and my family and I was like, I don't know if this place is right for me. I'm uh, like pretty early on like I think like a month in my parents are like, no, like you're at least sticking it out a year which I'm very grateful they did because like it ended up being great for the rest of the year but um I definitely I think I applied by like January to go to Indiana and then I knew I was going so then I just like enjoy the rest of my year I was like scared to tell my friends at Alabama because I was like don't hate me like I still like love you guys but like I just and they all were very like supportive like I know this is good for you and we'll still be friends and all of that I think the number one question you were asked and the first thing out of my mouth was
0: are you only going because of your boyfriend and not that that's not a valid reason but it's like I think a lot of people want to see people like make their own choices in life and I know now that's not why you you chose but how did you go about that thought process but like I think a lot of people probably coming to you thinking oh she's only transferring because she has a boyfriend like why doesn't he come here type of thing
1: yeah it definitely got asked a lot not everyone knew that that was my second choice of a school already before like he was even going there so it wasn't like just I was choosing any random school to go to because he was there but like it was way closer to my home Um, I could easily get home on the weekend if I needed to honestly the academics at Alabama I know this sounds kind of weird it was way too easy for me I didn't have to study or do anything my freshman year which sounds great and it is but I was like I'm using all this money for my parents and I've literally learned nothing this whole year um so I'd I think it was just for my major specifically, but um, I knew I would get a better education at Indiana, so that was also a big factor.
0: Yeah, so once you actually got to Indiana, did life immediately just change for the better, or was there any, you know, transition period of, did I make the right choice leaving a school? Cause I feel like that initial year in college, like, you make all your friends kind of, you're transitioning, but now you're kind of doing that
1: again, just
0: as a sophomore,
1: It was honestly really hard. Um, It was great on one end because I had my boyfriend and his friends, but then I ended up moving into the sorority house since I didn't really know many people there. I was like, oh, this would be a good way to get to know people. But I hated it, and it was honestly, like, the worst thing ever for me to live in that house. So it was harder in the sense of, oh, I miss my friends. Like, I don't have a friend group here. And all of that was really hard, but I also really enjoyed the school better and the location and all of that so it was like I didn't win either way honestly which is really hard
0: yeah I think a lot of people don't realize that sororities are not the same at every school and like different areas of the country have like different rankings among them and if you rush a sorority at one school and then you go to another school you're still in that sorority but it doesn't mean that the people and Just the overall vibes are going to be the same. I know for you, they did not transfer over. Yeah,
1: they were way different. Like I said, my sorority before was very laid back. I just had my, like, little friend group. We did whatever we wanted. It was super fun. And then since the sororities at IU are smaller, like, the whole pledge class knows everyone's business. And they, like, all went to do everything together. Like, you have to go out this night, this night, this night, like, to show that we like want to party and have fun and I was like I was not about that like I like to just go out when I want to go out and like be with my friend group and not have to tell a pledge class of 50 everything about myself I wish I could have rushed again at IU I think my experience would have been different with that but can
0: you do that you can't I don't think that's what it's like it's like illegal right yeah
1: I think once you're um initiated then you can't
0: I should like change that I know after like like, a year or something or
1: like if you're a transfer it should be like you're allowed to
0: re-rush yeah
1: because it yeah it was way different a way different experience so I ended up dropping after my sophomore year
0: so at what point in your IU time did you finally kind of feel like you were settled in there with like friends and like you weren't in that transition period anymore
1: I feel like junior year was a really good year for me I think I still never made like my close friend group that I had at um Alabama which kind of sucked but I was like friends with a lot of guys then at IU because of my boyfriend's friends and so like then their girlfriends and all of that and I did um IUDM like dance marathon so I made um, some friends through that but I think honestly like having a hard time in the sorority my sophomore year kind of like closed me off as I am more shy and made me like a little scared to like go out there and make other friends. So, I still kept in contact like with my friends from Alabama and would like visit them and like so I got like my girl time from there and then would like hang out um like with guys and stuff at you do you feel
0: like it was a healthy decision to move still? like, Do you ever regret not staying at Alabama even for like another semester or a year? Or were you glad you made the change when you did?
1: No, I'm so glad I made the change. Um, I'm also really glad that I was there for a whole year. Um, I don't think I would have been as close with my friends if I wasn't. But I think just for school-wise and just being closer to home, I think it was the best thing for me to change the then. I don't know. I am glad I did both, but also wish I like could have just started out of school and like gone the full four years, but I don't think I would have liked staying at Alabama all four years. Like I don't think I would have been able to make it. This is kind of an existential question now, but what do you think would have happened
0: to your relationship had you stayed at Alabama the whole four years? Like, Do you think you would have made it?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I mean like i said like it's like
0: four years is a long time time. and i mean i know people who have done it and have succeeded but i don't i mean i don't think eric would have like left you or been mad had you stayed but i just it takes a toll on a relationship
1: yeah i think we would have needed to like just been more open with each other because i mean like having like a close relationship if you can't really you would have to be talking to them all the time on the phone or texting and then you're not really enjoying your time there like after especially four years like you're just always looking forward to something else um so I don't think it's like healthy in that sort of way I don't know I mean I think we would have figured it out somehow but I have no idea but I don't know either way I didn't see myself staying at Alabama
0: I'm gonna have to ask him later how he feels about yeah
1: I don't know his answer
0: So was it weird going from not seeing your boyfriend every day, every week, every month to all of a sudden you're back with him living more of a normal life like you were in high school was there ever like a weird period of oh you're here now like or like because I know for him he had to get very used to not seeing you every day he probably like made a whole life for himself so how did he kind of integrate you to make you feel welcome and did you ever feel awkward at first around him Even though he's your boyfriend like it's like kind of a oh I'm actually seeing you now like this is so weird type of thing
1: I don't think so when I was at IU, but it definitely was weird when we would, like, visit each other during the year we were apart. It was like, oh, like, you're actually here. And, like, every time I'd be like, you got taller. Like, it was just, like, things would look different on him. But it we would get right, like, back into our normal selves, like, very quickly. But it was just, like, more just, I don't know, just a weird feeling of not seeing each other. And then he's was like, oh, he's actually here. Is this real? But when we were at Indiana together, I thought it felt very normal. Um, I think he his friend group was also very just like a chill group of guys so I think they like allowed me to join in very easily when I was long distance
0: I know whenever I would see him I would immediately be like I don't know you (laughs) and it would take me like a full half day until I was like oh I do know you it's like it's weird like you text someone and I don't even know if FaceTime was a thing back then. it was it It was was, okay so I'm like you can talk to someone on the phone and even through facetime and like seeing them in person is like a whole different feeling so
1: it's good that you didn't have any issues with that yeah I think the only thing like I think I just feel bad like sometimes because like since I didn't have my friend group and he did I felt like I like maybe relied on him a little too much of just like oh I'm like hanging out with you like you don't have a choice but like he didn't seem to care but it's more just like oh I probably should have tried to make more friends with the sorority but I just like hated it so much so I didn't want to
0: another existential question that doesn't matter at all because (laughs) you're married but they're all coming to me what do you think would have happened had you transferred there and then like a year later you guys broke up like do you think you would have freaked out or like wanted to go back to Alabama or would you just have continued making a life for yourself there
1: yeah I mean it, it would have sucked for sure but I would have stayed at IU and I think just maybe tried a little harder like I would have to you know then put myself out there I don't think I had to so I like stuck with what I was comfortable with since I already dealt with a lot of uncomfortable situations but I would have just like I liked it there I really like I think it's a great school so I would have stayed and just had to try harder me asking all these like breakup (laughs) questions while
0: you're literally married (laughs) I'm like I swear we're happy but what if you didn't make it what if you get divorced (laughs) all right well Thankfully, none of those things happen (laughs) to you. I like to play the what if game. I'm going to roast Eric later. Um, (laughs) But obviously, now you are married. Show the ring. The ring, everyone. I don't have one, so (laughs) don't look at me. But I guess to go back to transition periods, you guys graduated from college together. And then I know you immediately moved in together. And then eventually, you moved from Chicago down here to Arizona following me like like the trendsetter that I am so just talk about what it was like going I guess that post-grad life because you you know you're not living with someone that closely in college you're seeing them a lot but now you're like fully in this adult life literally playing house together
1: yeah I mean I think we were all always very open with each other of like what we wanted um for our futures and luckily they just wanted to they were the same thing um like we always talked about like since even senior year of high school that we wanted to move out west eventually so that was always in our mind like that wasn't just like a surprise we both got lucky getting jobs like right out of college um in Chicago he actually didn't move we didn't move in together for like three months I think after college so we were both just back at um our homes and then once my parents moved out we got to stay in that house for a little which is really nice um so at that time we were just kind of focused on saving money um so we could move eventually
0: do you have any hardships with eric like please (laughs) please air it out here i'm like i feel like you're the cutest little couple that never fights oh we fight but like not like
1: about what like who's more beautiful (laughs) Like what?
0: which dog you Um, like
1: better i'm still a girl and i still need love and attention you know and sometimes we all do I think Aspen and my other dog Piper get it more than me so it causes drama in the house there's just three ladies and he's giving more attention to them yeah so like they get the pets and I'm like you know where's my cuddles and kisses and it causes drama and he says I'm being dramatic and I think I deserve the attention you know And he definitely gives it to me, but, um, not enough. No, no, they never do.
0: No, it's just rude. Eric, if you're listening to this (laughs) cuddles, she needs more. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. Eric, you heard it here first. She needs more love and attention. (laughs) She literally transferred schools to help be with you. So I think this is the least you can do, even though you're married. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) um kendall do you want to give everyone your instagram and for those that don't know kendall also has a
1: food Instagram that she's trying to grow i do i haven't posted in a while but i'm getting back on track um my regular instagram is kendall underscore underscore Strumke, and then my food instagram is food az so give them both a follow yeah so eric made us some
0: food i mean he just made you food i'm gonna eat it regardless it sounded like you got food too okay well i'm eating something in that kitchen (laughs) (laughs) and with that as always i will see you guys next week bye